Thank you for joining me, Nick. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So in this lawsuit, Clark versus the Wisconsin Elections Commission, what are the petitioners asking of the state Supreme Court? Right now, and what we'll get to hear more about tomorrow, there's two arguments that are being advanced forward. The first one being whether or not the current maps violate the Wisconsin Constitution based upon contiguity. So in the Constitution, it states that all districts, they must be contiguous. And so in a nutshell, I believe that the Clark petitioners are arguing that the current maps violate the Constitution because more than half of Wisconsin's adjoining communities, there's detached territories or islands. And so they believe that this is a blatant violation to the Constitution. And so there needs to be some sort of remedy towards that. The second part is a separation of powers argument. So back in 2022, when the U.S. Supreme Court ruled on our maps here in Wisconsin, there's an argument that's being made that the court essentially overrode the governor's veto without a two-thirds of the legislature. And so there's a belief that not only did that infringe on both the governor's veto authority and his power in that, but also the legislature's authority to veto. And so I think as oral arguments kick off tomorrow, we'll get to hear more in depth as far as the context, but that is like overall what the arguments that are being advanced, I believe, are going to be heard tomorrow. Just how gerrymandered is Wisconsin and what are the lived consequences? (laughs) Well, I think there's a variety of scholars in Wisconsin and across the country who have time and time again have said that Wisconsin unfortunately enjoys one of the most gerrymandered maps in the entire country. And we get to then experience one of the most gerrymandered legislatures in the country. And that has then created unfortunately, a ripple effect. I mean, because the legislature has specifically surgically divided neighborhoods and carved up communities, it's caused an environment where Wisconsin voters don't, they do not have an equal voice when deciding who represents them. It's created an atmosphere where the legislature gets to tactfully pick who they want to represent instead of the people and their voice and their vote actually getting to dictate who will represent them in office. And then taking it a step further, the maps are so rigged that it's fueled partisanship and extremism because elected officials, you know, they don't have to be responsive to voters if their seat is a gerrymandered seat. And, you know, the numbers and the math, I mean, they get to speak to their base. And as long as, you know, the base is turning out for them, it it creates a scenario where there could be very popular public policy and things that people want to see done for their neighborhoods and for their families. But it falls on a deaf ear because these seats are not competitive. It becomes a situation where, you know, I'm going to legislate and do whatever I want. And it's really at the expense of so many people that really deserve to have a seat at the table, deserve to have their voices heard. And unfortunately, especially black and brown communities, and I happen to be a black and Puerto Rican gentleman, and I get to see that, you know, these communities that I love and I'm a part of, they're carved up so much that there's a level of jadedness that comes where people don't even want to bother to vote because they already think the outcome's already predetermined. So this lawsuit in front of the Supreme Court, the first real opportunity, I would say, to restore balance to Wisconsin and be able to give people that seat at the table that they rightfully deserve. So when it comes to tomorrow's oral arguments, what sort of things should we listen for? There's no room in there as of right now that I'm that I see that they can talk about it being, you know, gerrymandered as like partisan gerrymandering. So, you know, you have to look at just factually speaking, whether or not 
The maps as they currently stand violate the Constitution. And so we're going to get an opportunity from both sides to be able to hear the Clark side uh, laying it out and providing what types of support and evidence and background they have that would help guide the court, either look at the maps and make a decision one way or the other. And then you've got the Wisconsin Elections Commission and the parties that are on that side that are going to be zealously advocating that the maps are fine as is and that the you know the Supreme Court back in 2022 got it right and we shouldn't even be looking at maps. So how might this lawsuit affect the upcoming elections in 2024? I know that the Supreme Court is looking to try and be able to get a decision on this as soon as possible with the looming 2024 elections, you know, coming. And I believe the petitioners and Clark have asked for a schedule that helps us if the court decides that the maps are unconstitutional then they want the opportunity to be able to get a process in place to be able to get maps into place so that we can be ready for the upcoming 2024 election. So I know, I mean, I've heard echoes of potentially a decision in December or January. And I know that if you want to be able to actually get things in place, then a decision needs to be made before March of next year if we're going to be looking at new maps. So I don't want to put the cart in front of the horse here. I think, you know, the court's got to do its job and be able to hear all the arguments, review all the evidence and come to a conclusion. But in a scenario where the court does look at these maps and say they are unconstitutional, then you can believe that it would create a, a time period where there would need to be a process put in a place to draw new maps and do so before March. And then it would look like Every legislator in the state would then be on the ballot uh, for 2024 under whatever the new maps would be. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? I just want everybody to know that maps at the end of the day, legislative maps, gerrymandering, redistricting, those things, they all seem super abstract. And it's like, why would I pay any attention to, you know, this fight over fair maps. And the only thing that I want to bring to, you know, your listeners and everybody, you know, across Wisconsin, the fact is, is that fair maps mean so much more than just electing people to office. It means what resources communities will be allocated and provided. Our maps are created based upon census data and the way that communities are drawn up will then dictate where and which, you know, certain very valuable resources and where they go. And so at the end of the day, I think people want safe drinking water. I think people want adequately funded public schools. I think people want access to affordable housing, good paying jobs, safe community. And we can have real conversations about all of those things and more when there is a level playing field with our maps that give people the freedom to have their voices heard and fairly represented when they cast a ballot. And so it's, it's way bigger than just electing people. You have skin in the game in this, whether or not you know it. Thank you again for agreeing to speak with me, Nick. No, I appreciate you so much, Faye, for reaching out. And if you ever need anything from me, just let me know. That was Nick Ramos, the executive director at Wisconsin Democracy Campaign. He says that under the current maps, lawmakers get to choose their constituents instead of constituents choosing their representatives. The redistricting lawsuit, which will begin oral arguments in front of the state Supreme Court tomorrow, will determine whether or not the current maps are constitutional.